Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director of Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about forensics, and we're talking with Keith Barger, Director in KPMG's Forensic Practice in Houston. Keith, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, absolutely. Why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, your role with KPMG, and how you got into forensics. Sure, Tom. I spent 18 years with the federal government, uh, a good majority of that as a special agent under the Department of Justice. Um, part of my ancillary roles there were I headed a team nationally of digital forensics and data analysis experts <clears throat> on behalf of ju uh, Justice, um, worked ancillarily with the CIA and other government agencies in the area of forensic data analysis and data mining and digital forensics uh, before coming to KPMG about three and a half years ago. Now, Keith, we hear an awful lot about forensics these days, particularly with the discussion about cybersecurity. If you can, can you maybe dispel some of the myths and give us some of the realities of digital forensics? Sure. I, I think one of the common myths are that, you know, there are <clears throat> a set of commercially available tools or um, practices in the area of digital forensics that allow individuals to conduct digital forensics and receive an answer almost immediately or within the hour. And that's certainly propagated by much of what we see on television. Um, the reality is that it's a very complex set of methodologies and rules. Uh, no one tool will solve everyone's uh, purpose and requires a really diverse set of individuals with very diverse skill sets um, <clears throat> that allow uh, particular organizations to uh, achieve their investigative goals through the use of digital forensics. Now, you've been into this for a while. How are some of the ways that businesses and government agencies are employing forensics today? What are they using forensics for? Um, I believe that, uh, based on my experience, this is much more broader in scope uh, than what anybody ever anticipated the use of forensics and digital forensics would be. Um, the history of digital forensics started predominantly with government agencies. Um, many of the programs still remain controlled and are used by law enforcement personnel only. But as we've seen a, a phenomenal growth in the commercial sector, what we see the government and commercial sectors doing is really working together uh, in the areas of <clears throat> anti-money laundering, uh, health care and regulatory compliance. The government is certainly using forensic data analysis and forensic tools to focus on its regulatory and compliance programs when it holds people accountable. Um, we're doing a huge area of digital and data forensics in the area of federal government grant programs, government stimulus packages that we're currently seeing in the market. Um, digital forensics is being used uh, on Wall Street to identify trades and econ uh, economic trends and climates and, and fraudulent trades in that industry. The Foreign Corrupt Practices Act um, globally within organizations for organizations who have uh, global offices worldwide are using digital forensics to identify uh, fraud and uh, bribes in their foreign offices. We see it in mergers and acquisition due diligence. Uh, internal fraud, 
uh, HR investigations, particularly in this climate when there's so many layoffs, uh, intellectual property, uh, espionage, and, and uh, intellectual property theft. So it really covers a bright and diverse area of, of, of topics uh, and areas in which there's a huge ability to apply forensic digital uh, investigations and forensic data analysis. That's great. Now, Keith, maybe you can give us some examples for your, from your own career and give us a sense of what are the things you go looking for in a forensics investigation. Sure, absolutely. We've, <clears throat> uh, like I said, I spent several years with the government. Um, a great deal of my digital forensics and data mining early career was in the area of uh, criminal violations, network intrusions, um, both foreign and abroad. Uh, I spent a year and a half in the state of Louisiana after Hurricanes Rita and Katrina doing forensic data analysis and digital investigations related to that $9 billion government grant program to identify areas of fraud uh, on behalf of the state and applicants who were receiving federal grant money. So that involved in a uh, very diverse 30 or plus um, data systems and, and applicant interviews um, correlating state residency, fraudulent social security numbers, uh, FEMA data, um, state data related to applicants as far as um, employment, insurance companies. Uh, we've also uh, worked in the area of uh, healthcare and regulatory compliance identifying fraudulent claims in Medicaid and Medicare, uh, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. I've been to uh, China, most of the European Union, um, implementing digital forensics programs and conducting digital forensics and forensic data analytics investigations um, worldwide, um, intellectual property theft on behalf of our clients. Um, we've done a significant amount of work in uh, energy and trading um, and how that impacts the economy. Uh, there's an entire area of digital forensics and data analysis related to fraudulent trades. So it's been uh, pretty broad in scope and pretty rewarding for the last few years. It sounds like that you've taught an awful lot of people that there really is no such thing as delete. Um, that's true. I mean, I, I, I would venture to say there's probably as many anti-forensics programs out there as there are forensics programs, but the reality is there's always some trace of information left behind, uh, no matter how small it is, that really allows you to take an investigative background or methodology and come to some sort of conclusion at the end of the day. Now, you talked about a couple of things I think are pretty key in today's environment. One is the insider threat, and the other, what might happen in a, an organization that's rife with layoffs. I mean, those seem to be some of the bigger risks that we have. What are some of the security risks that you see in business and government that really underscore the need for a good forensics program? Um, there are actually, you know, several risks depending on the industry and the company and, and, and how they apply their, their business practices. And, you know, we certainly touched on the uh, uh, HR particular investigations and issues uh, with layoffs and disgruntled employees. Um, 
the uh, surreptitious removal of intellectual property that could be advantageous to a competitor in the market, um, network intrusions and breaches. Um, uh, we refer to it sometimes in the banking industry as uh, check hiding and using digital forensics to follow the trail of money and, and uh, uh, how that is making it through specific financial institutions. Um, in the trading industry, uh, you know, we see things where fraudulent trades and payments to vendors can have a significant impact on the economy and the market. Um, and then certainly with all the government stimulus package money that's going out, the potential for fraud is, is significant. Now, Keith, I've spoken to a number of banking executives that have developed forensics programs internally because they've needed it with all their... Uh, risk management. Where does one go today to acquire forensic skills so that you can develop a program in-house? Uh, I think we've seen a dramatic shift in, in the last five or six years. Um, I've sat on several university boards to help them develop curriculums in the area of digital forensics. Uh, my master's is in forensics. Um, to really go and start internally a forensics program, I think, you know, one, the skill sets are out there and it's identifying um, the appropriate people with those skill sets. Um, one at a high level who understands the methodologies, have an investigative background. A number of universities now have um, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in the area of digital forensics. There are certainly a number of independent accreditations um, now that are uh, funded by universities. Um, there's a great number of people who are, are leaving or retiring from the federal government whose skill sets uh, and expertise where they received training uh, when they were with the government that simply isn't available to the commercial market and can apply those methodologies and trainings now in the commercial market. Um, I work closely with uh, CCE, who is an independent accreditor um, funded by a university. Uh, so the skill, the skill sets are out there, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's important to note that um, if you're leveraging your IT department to do digital forensics, um, you're making a mistake. Those people are, are dedicated for a specific purpose. Their skill sets typically aren't as broad as what you find in the digital forensics area. Um, but there are so many accreditations and certifications out there that are independent of what I would call vendors um, that provide training specific to their commercially available tools that if you, if you don't uh, have people who understand the underlying methodology can adapt quickly um, to the ever-changing world of technology um, you're going to find yourself in a, in, a, in a shortfall and a shortcoming uh, with the inability to align your digital forensics across your business, your IT, and your legal functions. Well, given that, Keith, let me give you one last question, which is for an organization that's just now sort of considering forensics and what they should do, and I hear a lot of that given the economic climate, where should they begin? I really think the beginning is, is targeting the right individual with the right skill set and experience uh, 
to help you build out your forensics program internally in an organization. Um, someone who not only understands the technology side of the house, but understands uh, evidence procedures, methodologies, um, training, that can really assist you in implementing a program that's defensible and repeatable in court, um, understands what it means to document these types of uh, um, investigations, has an understanding of judicial rules, how they're applied in the court systems in the area of digital forensics, um, and then allowing that individual to work with you from a business perspective and a legal perspective to identify the appropriate skill sets of individuals who are particular to your industry and market and who can bring the most benefit and value to you uh, internally based on uh, what your business is. Keith, that's great insight. I appreciate you taking time to share with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. We've been talking with Keith Barger of KPMG. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.